Hey family, it's your boy J-Rated R, and yes, you are tuning in to Pharaoh Radio. Where you heard it here, you heard it first. On Pharaoh Radio family, there are no stereotypes, no discrimination. We talk about everything. There's no filters and there's no censorship. We talk about spirituality, religion, what's going on in the world, relationships, all that, and a whole lot more. So if you're looking for something down to earth or even outside the box, tuning in to Fable Radio with your boy Jay, that's where it's at. So share with your friends and your family. Chime in on Fable Radio, where you heard it here, you heard it first. I'm your boy Jay Read It All, signing off saying to all those, stay blessed, peace, and namaste. Peace and blessings, family. If you don't know who this is, well, allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Jay. (laughs) It's your boy, Jay Read It All, and you are tuning in to Favorite Radio. Where you heard it here, you heard it first. No doubt. Family, today is March the 2nd. It's Wednesday of 2022. And earlier today, we had our news updates and alerts. So I hope you all, it's only eight minutes and some change. So I hope you all get to see or hear what's coming for this week. And I did mention earlier today that I would be doing a very short podcast. So I'm not going to do a long podcast. So there will only probably be one commercial. Now, family, as you can see in the title, your true thoughts are where your emotions are. All right. Your true thoughts are where your emotions are. And what does that mean? That means wherever you're focused at or centered on, that's also where you put yourself emotionally. Your true thoughts are where your emotions are. We're going to give some examples of that today. Um, I tell you, man, it's been a long day working and so many other things, but, um, the Lord has been working with your boy. And, uh, when you focus on something, you can have it, but it takes, sometimes it takes time. It takes patience. And that's something that I have struggled a lot with is patience, you know, Love is patience. Love is compassion. And it's having passion. It's being fueled. It's being driven. Love endures and conquers all things. We hear this so much that it literally becomes a cliche. It literally becomes a cliche. And one thing that I have realized being more into my studies, more centered on thoughts of things that I want, for this year is I can't allow anything or anyone that's got a negative mindset to stop me, including myself, because it always starts with yourself. If your mind is not centered or focused or doesn't have the love, the drive ain't there, fam. Your thoughts. okay, your true thoughts are where your emotions are. 
You ever heard the saying, you put yourself into something. You get out of it what you put into it. It's an investment. And you're going to live in some grieving moments. We live in all throughout life, no matter what generation we're from. But we are in a time, and I, I think a lot of you hear this, but it doesn't really ring a bell. You guys may get it on a surface level. It may be knowledgeable in, ter- in terms of you gaining information, but when it comes to it hitting home, the heart, the soul, it moves you in a way, it wakes you up in a way you don't just get from hearing something that's a cliche or something that you heard before. It really moves you. It's just like when you really want to change something, you put everything into that to make that change happen. And it may not happen overnight, of course. Nothing just happens overnight. Some things can, some things do, but not all things. And anything that's worth preserving is definitely not going to happen overnight. Because then you have to question, how valuable is this? Is it really worth pursuing if it happens that quick? You know, every time I question whether something is what it is, the Lord reveals it in some kind of way. And sometimes that's good. And sometimes it's not. More than anything, it's always a lesson should be learned. Now the lesson comes in, did you learn from it? Sometimes we have to repeat things more than one time, more than two times, quite a few times until we actually get it. And there's times where we go through things in life when we want things and we are blind by other things, other obstacles, because we want something so bad that all we can see is what we want and not what it is. And that doesn't mean, ladies and gentlemen, you can't have it. It just means is what you want really worth it? Is it for you? Because some things aren't for you. It's just you in the moment, but it may not be yours. And that could be material things, That could be um, whatever your soul's desire is. But if it's meant for you, you'll have it. Okay? You know, a lot of times when you try to do good, meaning when you try to get your act together, when you focus on things that are positive, when you try to put the work in, and you see results coming, haven't quite got to the goal itself, but you're closer each time. It's like working out. You're not going to see it at first. You have to go by faith. You have to believe that what you're doing is for the utmost good. And yet, and, and yet don't be fooled in thinking that you don't have to educate yourself on whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish. You have to get your feet wet. So you got to make mistakes in order to learn how to succeed. No success comes without failure. And it's not giving up that makes you a failure, right? That's what makes you succeed. The giving up is what makes you fail. And it doesn't mean just because you stop something that you're a failure. You may have to reset, stop and come back in again. As long as you don't fully give up, you'll never be a failure. Sometimes we don't get what we want from the people we want. We don't get the job we want, the promotion we want. We don't get the opportunities that some people get. 
Some people just seem to have opportunities fall in their lap. And there's many different opinions about that. And no one would really be wrong. The problem with this world is we disagree more than we agree. When a lot of the times the things that we disagree on are actually a part of the agreeing, it's just that we don't put them together to see that because we have tunnel vision or we're one dimensional or two dimensional at best. We're not multidimensional as we are inherently supposed to be spiritually. I speak from experience and seeing things ignorantly from my own point of view. And if there's real love in something or for someone or anything you're doing in life, what's the very first thing? You got to have patience. People feel like time is ticking. They don't have it. And it may be that. But what's the... Hey, let me ask you something, fam. Would you rather rush into something and it not be right than to take your time and make sure it's preserved and it's, and it's right for you? Which one would you pick? First Corinthians chapter 13. It literally tells us It literally tells us this. And for what it's worth, I really question love in itself sometimes based on people's desires. And again, that is not a knock or anything. That's not a knock. That's a real question, a real genuine question that deserves some real deep thought. Wherever your thoughts are, there also are your emotions. When we have something we really want to accomplish, depending on what it is, some things take a little bit more study than others, a little bit more focus, a little bit more drive, a little bit more input than others. Um, it makes it hard. It makes it hard to focus on anything else when you have a, a desire to get that thing you really want accomplished. Or at least you want to get more closer to your goals. And anything that's worth pursuing, ladies and gentlemen, sometimes there's a little challenge to it. If something was too easy, you'd have to question it. Question its authenticity, question its value, question whether or not it's even worth your time. You understand what I'm saying? And as you get older, if there's any young folks listening to this show, if you're at least 18 years of age or a little younger, hopefully, you know, however old you are, and we're never too old to learn. Experience is always the greatest teacher, but you can't logically use book sense for everything. Books are only as good as the information put in them based on the people who put them, who put the information in the books. 
and based on how well whoever's reading those books can interpret the logistics and the information of that of, of that info being put in those books it's based on their perception and their understanding but when you read first corinthians chapter 13 and you get to verse 4 it reads as this if this is the new international version yours will say this love is patient love is kind it does not envy it does not boast it is not proud it does not dishonor others it is not self-seeking it is not easily angered it keeps no record of wrongs I have failed on a lot of these fam (laughs) and I had to question well I'm human right that's all our excuses well I'm human but if you're trying to better yourself if you're using some form of spiritual doctrine to look at your own self in terms of analysis in terms of assessment and you're using the word in the Bible as an assessment or measuring rod or stick to measure yourself in terms of where are you right now in your life and how do you view how you feel and what is in your heart, where are your thoughts at to where your emotions will follow. And if you check off any of these things that love is, kudos to you. But if you don't, then it's something that you can use as a measuring rod to kind of guide yourself as to what you want in life and how you want to be betrayed and the type of people you want in your circle. Love is the first thing it says in verse 4, 1 Corinthians, is love is patient. A lot of us don't have that patience, and I've been very much so one at the forefront of that, but that's why things don't happen, all things in due time. The Bible tells us this, but this is common sense, especially if you've lived some time to realize that. You know, uh, I'm not going to argue with people. I've been doing that a lot throughout these last few years. I've had a lot of family issues. I've had some some quarrels in my own inner circles. Um, my personal life. And I'm going to tell you something, man. And when you get to a point where you start seeing all the death around you, and you're reading the word. That's why the Bible says stay in the word, man. The more you read it, the more it builds you up. The less you read it, the more worldly you are. And I don't mean that in a, in a, in a judgmental sense, family. I'm very worldly in a lot of ways. What I mean is you start changing. If your spirit hasn't changed and you're still doing the same things and you're still thinking in the same way and you're not even trying to change for the better or be different, That's where your true thoughts really are. And that's why your emotions will follow. It's got to be a line of discipline. We all need discipline. I did a podcast on the disciples of discipline. But this has to be discipline. You even see discipline in the title in parentheses. Because in order for your true thoughts and your emotions to be centered, there has to be a level of discipline. You got to be able to control your thoughts. How you control your thoughts will also make sure how you measure and control your emotions. Are some of you actors or reactors? In other words, 
can somebody easily manipulate you? Can they get you mad? If they know how to rub you a certain way because they know you or know how to get under your skin, they'll do it. But isn't that the same type of strategies that if anyone really knows you, that's why the old saying is, if you can't beat them, join them. Now, from that, from the sound of it, it sounds positive. And most times it can be. Let's not have a negative mindset here. It can be positive. Why fight when you can be on the same side? Or why fight against each other when you can be a team? You see what I'm saying? That's a great thing. Settle your differences. Meet each other in the middle. Learn to compromise. Right? That's beautiful. But then sometimes on the flip side of life, that saying can also mean this. If you can't beat them, join them. Meaning the way to beat them would be to join them. Because if I can't get you from the outside of your defenses to get in, how else can I get you as a spy? Right. Or as someone who you're who, who earns your trust and then breaks you down from the inside out. That's how a negative minded person bent on revenge or avenge would be. I don't have that in me. You know, if I don't like somebody, they're going to know it. I'm not going to waste no time to be teaming up with nobody and putting on and all that just to get at them. Because there's ways I can think of that I don't have to do that in order to get back at somebody. But it ain't going to be the team up. If I'm with you or I team up with you, I'm real with you. And I speak my mind. My thoughts follow where my emotions go. But there has to be a level of discipline. A lot of negative mindsets, a lot of negativity leads and begets negativity. You are what you think. The law of attraction is based on where you are in your thoughts. And it should be also, which is one of the seven hermetic laws or principles of the universe, is the law of mentalism. That's the very first law. Mentalism. Because everything in the universe started from what? The mind of the Most High. He thought it and it became so. And we are co-creators or we are apparitions or renditions of his thoughts put into a manifestation. That's why they give you affirmations to believe things. And that's why they call it the law of attraction. But it's really starting off first as the law of mentalism because you have to think it and then believe it. Wherever your thoughts are, cause, there your emotions will follow. Effect, cause and effect. In order to Sharpen your thoughts to focus on the things to bring it more closer into proximity, right? To bring it more into volition, to manifest it more into the physical. There needs to be a, a it simply needs to be discipline. Discipline does what? It aligns your focus without distraction. Because there's many things to distract you around you, obstacles constantly wanting to jump into your 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 atmosphere into your hemisphere of thinking and concentration and if you're someone who's easily distracted that focus gets broken up so all that energy that was once 
like a laser in terms of its focus is sporadically out of control now. It's everywhere. So you're not getting the full effect of bringing what you want because your energy is all up and down the place being given to other sources that don't even need or deserve, nor deserve your focus at hand. So family, this is, um, this is good. Whatever your goals are, don't just use the world is coming to an end. The world won't be coming to an end. It'll come to an end in the way you know it to be. It still will be here. But the times are changing. As Daniel chapter 7 verse 25 tells us, the times and the laws are changing. Some people can hear this information. It goes in one ear and out the other. And they're back to doing what they've been doing. Others take it to heart. And see how to how, how they can apply it for themselves. I'm trying to be that type of person. Apply what I do every day. I, you know, I, I have a life like anybody else. But what I do is I make time for the creative of all things. Meditate, if you can, for five minutes. If you're just sitting you, you know, in a, in a space where it's quiet. And just think on things. Ask questions. Talk to yourself. right? Because the inside of you is the most high. So you talking to yourself is really you talking to him. Or her. A lot of people don't have this type of time. They don't make time for things like this. They're distracted by the wiles of the world. And the Bible tells us to do not chase anybody or to infringe upon anybody. If people think a certain way, let them think that way. You don't believe me? Let's go to Revelations chapter. Turn with me in your Bibles to Revelations chapter 22. And let's read verse 11. He that is unjust, let him be unjust still. And he which is filthy, let him be filthy still. And he that is righteous, let him be righteous still. And he that is holy, let him be holy still. Let's read verse 12. And behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me, to give every man according to as his work shall be. Verse 13. I am the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Let's read verse 14. Blessed are they that do his commandments and they may have right to the tree of life and may enter into the gates into the city for without dogs and sorcerers and whoremongers and murderers and idolaters and whosoever loveth and maketh, maketh a lie <sighs> all of that is good okay we get it everything we read if we really read it with an open eye heart and and let me let me let me give it to you like this. Let me give it to you like this, family. Go to Proverbs chapter twenty-three, verse nine. Go to Proverbs chapter twenty-three, verse nine. It says, 
Speak not in the ears of a fool, for he will despise the wisdom of thy words. Don't be a fool. You sometimes have to be a fool to wisen up. So it's okay if you make a mistake. But what it's really saying in this scripture is also if you're trying to do something right, if you have good intentions in, in your life and trying to make good or right the wrongs in your life by being a better person, working a little harder, being smarter, trying to do things the right way, trying to keep a positive attitude, a positive outlook, trying to work on your differences, work on your problems. If you're trying to do these things with an open and earnest heart and you're not trying to cause problems, conflict, or you're not trying to make excuses and you're trying to convince people of this, what your goals are, to get on board with you or to be on the same frequency as you or to see where their thoughts are or to get on their level and they ain't really trying to feel you and they ain't trying to hear it no matter which way you come at them in a positive way, don't keep trying don't argue with nobody, man. That was one of my things, man. I I have been arguing, you know, because wherever your thoughts are, family, there also are your emotions. And if you don't have disciplined thoughts, that's the key in all this. It's the key for me. It's the key for any of us because we're all humans. In this book, you and me in this book are called us because that's who is being referred to. Us. We are the us. So this applies for me just like it applies to you. All right. But do not try to let people as Revelation chapter 22 verse 11 just told you, let people be who they are. Stop trying to convert people. Don't infringe upon nobody. Don't be mad at them. Because Proverbs 23 verse 9 says, speak not in the ears of a fool, for he will despise the wisdom of thy words. You'll be the fool to them. Go to Mark chapter 4 verse 23. Mark chapter 4 verse 23. These are the things that keep me bound. These are the things I have to remind myself of. This ain't about, listen man, this ain't judging nobody family. This is for everybody. If I'm and the reason I'm talking about it is because this stuff hits me. It hits me to make me look at myself. You see what I'm saying? A lot of people don't want you to throw the word at them because a lot of times we use the word as if we're judging people. It's not that we're judging people. A lot of us, some of us are. A lot of people like to try to use the word no. It's because if you want to know where my thoughts are, then I share the word. Bible says. Speak the word into the ears of everyone. Don't believe me? We'll go to Deuteronomy chapter 6 and read it in a minute. But right now, Mark chapter 4 verse 22 says, I mean, verse 23 says, If any man have ears to hear, let him hear. That means when you're speaking to someone whose heart and your heart are centered on the same things, then you too will be a bond. Then that's making a bond. You're equally yoked, right? You're tied together. You're on the same frequency. But what I say about the word, go to Deuteronomy chapter four. I mean, chapter six, go to Deuteronomy chapter six. And let's read verse seven. 
Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 7 says, And thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and shalt talk of them. Matter of fact, let's go back one so it doesn't make sense. Verse 6 says, And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thy heart. Key word, being in your heart. You ain't got it in you. You ain't going to do what's in you. You can only do what's in your heart. If your heart is telling you to be mad and angry and doubtful, that's what you're going to act out. You're going to do what's in your heart. The Bible tells us this too. You're going to say what's on your mind. Right? All right. But this is what it says in chapter 6, verse 7. And thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thy house. And when thou walkest by thy way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. If things are in your heart, you talk about them. They stay on your mind. Wherever your true thoughts are, there your emotions follow. Why? Because of your heart. If something's on your heart, you speak on it. But if you say what's really going on with you, all of that's coming out. And the best time for that to really come out is when somebody is really upset. Now, I had somebody recently be upset with me and I apologized and I can only do that. Right. I can't appease everyone and everyone can't appease me. We're going to be humans at times. and We're going to be upset. and We're going to righteously have our feelings. And I say, you know, and if you're wrong, you're wrong. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. You know, so I, I'm, I'm saying this to say on, on air. Uh, Put your thoughts on things that are positive, if you can. It's easily said than done, of course. But now, what else did I say I was going to show you? I said Deuteronomy, right? But we could go on and on in scriptures. Now, the reason why these scriptures are even being mentioned is because it ain't that I'm saying it. It ain't that I'm passing judgment. It's your Bibles that say it, family. A lot of you will only go to a Bible when there's a particular chapter or something in it that can fit your narrative. That's not what this is, man. And if we can go to it, then we need to be a part of it as well. I, I got a lot of work to do, you know, but this ain't the time for that, man. The time, well, I mean, it's always the time to work on yourself. The time is this. Take a look around you. What is going on in this world right now? All right, we got wars breaking out. We got variants around us. We got 5G. We got radiation. We got technology. We got people who can't get jobs even though there's hiring signs. We got folks that's becoming less and less middle class, losing their money, right? Exhausting their funds. We got people and, and, and marriages breaking up. We got boyfriend and girlfriends breaking up. We got family members and friends dying or getting sick. We got people that are, are upset and becoming cold in their emotions as Matthew chapter 24 verse 12 tells us. I mean, if you can't see we're in prophecy right now, where, where is your thoughts at? Where is your true thoughts and your, where your emotions are? What, what line of discipline are you applying to your everyday life to change the way things are for you? It ain't meant to be easy. Because if this shit was easy, everybody be doing it. It takes a lot to take a lot off somebody. Take a lot of what's going on with the world. The pressures on the shoulders. The in and out. You're going to sometimes snap. You need a break. Especially if you're frustrated. You know, if things haven't been going your way, it's okay. If you need to take time away or if you need to yell, get it off of you. But don't dwell in it. 
Don't dwell in it because what it's going to do, it's going to eat you up like a cancer. And you're going to get so knee deep into it, you ain't going to be able to get out of it. That's the thing that I'm learning. Don't allow yourself to be consumed with hate, greed. I mean, grief, anger, especially that anger is terrible. It eats up at you. You know, come out of that. What does the Bible tell us in Revelations? It says, come, it says, Israel, come up out of her. Come out of the Jezebel, the harlot, the Babylon. That's the world. America, come up out of her. That's what it says in Revelations, fam. We have partaked in her delicacies, family. We got to come up out of her. She's killing us. I hope this is making sense. Okay. Let's read Revelations chapter three. I mean, chapter two, verse 20. Notwithstanding, I have a few things against thee, because thou sufferest that woman Jezebel, which calleth herself a prophetess, to teach and to seduce my servants to commit fornication and to eat things sacrificed unto idols. We had a little bit of this discussion and the are you hearing this from your church? Part one. Talking about idol worship of the beast, part one and two. But let's continue. Verse 21 of Revelation chapter two says, and I gave her space to repent of her fornication and she repented not. That means she didn't she didn't give a damn about what 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 opportunity uh, she meaning Babylon. Right. This is America. And wherever America is, the rest of the world follows because we are the leading capital we are the leading powerhouse okay wherever the head is there the body follows wherever your true thoughts are there the emotions are all right and what does he say he's going to do in 22 behold i will cast her un, un, into a bed and them that commit adultery with her into great tribulation except they repent of their deeds and I will kill her children with death because the wages of sin is what? According to Romans chapter six, verse 23, it's death. And all the churches shall know that I am he which searcheth the reins and hearts. And I will give unto every one of you according to your works. All right. So family, this isn't a wrath of Jay and I'm not casting any judgment upon anyone I'm reading this for myself and I'm sharing it with you all because I'm trying to show you wherever your thoughts are there your emotions are now we read 20 uh, Proverbs we read Proverbs chapter 23 verse 9 talking about when you speak into the ears of a fool if we take that same chapter Proverbs chapter 23 and we go two verses up, which means verse seven. This is what verse seven of 12, 20, uh, chapter 23 of Proverbs says, for as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Eat and drink, saith he to thee, but his heart is not with thee, thee meaning you. 
Why does it say that? Verse 8. The morsel which thou hast eaten, shall thou vomit up and lose thy sweet words. That means if you're just saying things to be saying them, but you don't have any true meaning in your heart for what you're saying. Then the, your words will backfire. Your words will be like vomit and you will throw them up because, OK, let me give you a better example. The reason why the Most High is using this in this terminology or analogy, what happens when you eat something bad that doesn't agree with your body? If it's not good for you, what happens? Your body rejects it and you vomit. The same thing in the same way will be when someone tells you something, but they don't really mean what they say. In other words, if they love you, if they if they want to be with you or y'all going to accomplish this, this, this uh, contract that you have or I'm on the way over there, but they don't really have any intentions of really coming over there or um, whatever somebody is saying that's deceiving will be vomited up. And not so much literal, but it will show itself. Now, you guys read Mark chapter four, verse 23, when it says, let him that have an ear here. Let's go back to Mark chapter four and let's read the verse before that. Let's read Mark chapter four, verse 22. Funny how these same verses for different things, we come in right back to the same verse in the same chapter, maybe one or two verses off. I didn't plan this. <laughs> this is this is the spirit, man. I, I, I kid you not, whether you believe me or not, that's fine. I can't make you believe what you don't know. I know because this is it's, it's just the truth. Mark chapter four, verse 20. We're going to read verse 22. Last time we read 23. Talking about let him that have an ear hear. But now verse 22 says. For there is nothing hid which shall not be manifested. Neither was anything kept secret but that it should come abroad. Now you take what I just read there to what I just read before that, which was Proverbs chapter 23, verse seven through eight. And what do you have? As a man thinketh in his heart, so shall is he. Because if he says things in his true heart, wherever his thoughts are, there also will his emotions be. Now, have I said things? Of course. You may say something and mean it in a moment, but you didn't mean it all together. And any of us. OK, when I say you, that's all of us. Like I'm just saying you because whoever the individual is listening, it applies to you. But I'm not speaking to one or, or any specific or particular persons. I'm talking to us all. Myself included. And what else and what this Mark 4:22 show us? It says, and this is referring to the last times. It says, once again, for there is nothing hid. So at some point, this secrecy, these feelings, the heart, when it gets to a certain thing, it comes out with it. Which shall not, it says, for there is nothing hid which shall not be manifested. In other words, it won't be hid. You won't be able to withhold it or keep it from manifesting. Neither was anything kept secret. Where are the secrets? Where are they kept? In the heart. They're kept in the heart, family. It's a storehouse. You see what I'm saying? 
Wherever your true thoughts are, there your emotions are. You see? <clears throat> it's a storehouse. Now, if you need to know where that is, right? It says for where your treasure is, there will your heart also be. That's in your King James Bible. Let's go to Matthew 6, 21. It's all in the four Gospels. We're already in Mark. Let's go to Matthew chapter 6. And let's read verse 21. See, the scriptures help make this easier instead of me just saying it because it's not coming from me. It's coming from the scriptures, fam. Matthew chapter 6, verse 21 says, For where your treasures is, there will your heart be also. Let's read verse 22 and 23. The light of the body is the eye. If therefore thine eye be single, thy whole body shall be full of light. Verse 23 says, But if thy eye be evil, thy whole body shall be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness? Right? For verse 24 says, No man can serve two masters, for either he will have the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. Ye cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore, in verse 25, I say unto you, Take no thought for your life, what ye shall eat, or what ye shall drink, nor yet for your body, what ye shall put on. Is not the life more than meat, and the body than raiment? Let's go all the way to um, verse... Family, we can read all of this. You guys read it. <laughs> I love reading it, but I don't want to just keep reading because this is what verse... Uh, okay, let's read it. Let's give the most high his due diligence. All right. So let's read from 26 all the way to 34. Behold, the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? Meaning, will he not feed you any more than he would anybody else? Verse 27 says, which of you by taking thought can add a cubit unto his stature? Right. In verse 28, and why take ye, ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spend. Verse 29, and yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, in verse 30, if God so clothe the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into oven, Shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Gotta have faith, family. Therefore, take no thought, saying, What shall we eat? Or, What shall we drink? Or, Whether withal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles say, Seek, sorry, For all these things after do the Gentiles seek, For your heavenly Father knoweth, He knoweth, that he have need of all these things. That means he knows all your needs. But we worry and we shouldn't. But seek ye first the kingdom of God. 
this is where a lot of problems come in. If you're looking to seek the most high, there's a lot of people who ain't on board with you. All right. And what it says is this and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for tomorrow for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. And I like to start off real quick and end it on chapter seven, verse one that says, judge not that ye be not judged. And let's read verse two, because it goes with it. For with what judgment ye judge, ye shall be judged. And with what measure ye meet, it shall be measured to you again. So family, if you can't meet somebody or if you can't do what you're supposed to do, if you can't get yourself where you need to be, if your thoughts are centered on certain things, where your eye, your thy eye, meaning your, your first eye, your third eye, which is your thoughts, your pineal gland, right? Wherever your thoughts are, there you are. You read that with me in, in Matthew 6, 21, right? It's also in Luke 6, 45. So for where your treasure is, there will your heart also be. Wherever your focus and your thoughts are, there will you emotionally be. Wherever you feel, that's what's going to be. As a man thinketh in his heart, which you read in Proverbs chapter 23, verse 7, so shall is he. So if you feel negative, if you tell yourself things and you believe it because you have belief in that, belief is a substance of faith. If that's where your thoughts are centered and your emotions are where your thoughts are because they follow and that's where your heart is, then that's what you'll feel. That'll be your reality. It doesn't mean it's true. Just means that's what you make it be based on what? So, mean what you say, say what you mean. I'm taking a lesson in this myself. Okay? Um, I say this as an encouragement, family, to all of us. Don't let nothing or anyone, not J. Reed at all, not family, if you are trying to, if you know you're trying to better yourself and you are showing it, and you're not partaking in a whole lot of foolishness like the Bible say. And you really are trying to settle your differences and do better. That's all the most high wants. That's a start. That's how you know you change it. But if you want some BS, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If you if you all over the place, like James chapter one, verse eight says a double minded person is unstable in all their ways. That means you can't never count on anything this person tells to you. Because today they'll be this way, tomorrow or five minutes later they'll be that way. It's almost like um, a split personality. And that's unstable. That's why I was saying earlier about that laser energy when I mentioned it the very first part of the show. If you don't have laser focus on something, because you easily are distracted, you're all over the place, you can't calm yourself, right? If you can't do that, guess what? You can't focus on what you're focusing on at hand because you are just like Proverbs chapter 23, verse eight and nine. 
right? Oh, verse 7. As a man thinketh in his heart, so shall is he. So your thoughts can be good or bad based on what we read about the light coming into the body through the eye or thought or the darkness coming through the body. Because when the mind is full of darkness, the whole body is full of darkness. Darkness meaning negative thoughts, negative energy, negative acts, negative actions, right? You got to stop worrying. The Bible just told you in Matthew chapter 6, verses from 26 all the way down to 34, let tomorrow worry for itself. Some of us worry all the damn time and we don't put our faith in what the creator is saying in plain English in this book I just read. And what Revelations chapter 22 verse 11 said, if people want to be unjust, let them. If people want to be filthy, let them. If people want to be righteous, let them. Whatever somebody's being, don't try to change them. Let them be who they are, because if it ain't in their heart, it's going to manifest. Remember, that which is hidden, Mark chapter 4, verse 22, that which is hidden will be manifested. That which is in the secrets of the heart will come out. Your true thoughts are where your emotions are. And what is the key? Love and discipline. We read 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 4 through 13. Well, we didn't even read all of 4 through 13. So allow me to do that real quick. And then we'll close out. Chapter 4, I mean, chapter 13 of 1 Corinthians verse, uh, let's just read 4 through 13. Verse 4 again says, love is patient. It's the first thing it is. Love is kind. It does not envy. I had to work on, I have to work on these things, family. It does not boast. It is not proud. That pride will get you in trouble. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Verse 6. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. If you love the truth, that's love. Regardless of what the truth is, the truth shall make you free. That's in St. John chapter 8, verse 32. Verse 7 says it always protects. You'll protect as much as you can because you love. You love someone. You love yourself. You'll protect yourself. You'll protect them. It always trusts. That's something I have to work on. The trust factor. Always hopes. I always hope. That's why I keep I keep going for it, no matter how bad it looks, because I always hope it always preserves. That's right. Verse eight. Love never fails, because if it's real love there, it's not going to fail. God is love. That's in that's in St. John, chapter one. Right. Um, it says, but but where there are prophecies, they will cease where there are tongues. They will be stilled where there is knowledge. It will pass away. Verse 9, for we know in part and we prophesy in part, but when completeness comes, where what is in part disappears. Verse 11, when I was a child, I talked like a child, I thought like a child. 
I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put, a, I put the ways of childhood behind me. For now we see only a reflection as in a mirror. Then we shall see face to face. That means when you look at yourself with a really good look, when you have nothing else or no one else to look at but yourself, yourself looks back at you and you can see into yourself what's really going on with you. No, that's why a lot of people don't like mirrors. They see things other than themselves. Um, or they're afraid of what they will see when they look in the mirror. It says, no, I mean, excuse me. It says, now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. That's what I want to leave it on for you guys. No matter what's going on in your life, what doubts you may be having, what situations you may be going through, what struggles you may be going through. If you got love in your life, in your heart, you got people who really love you. Don't doubt it. Because love is patient, man. It's kind. It's not easily angered. If you're easily angered, well, that's something you want to talk about. You know, it's something you want to look at. I've been easily angered. I've I've hurt to the point where I have had hardly I've had trust issues. It's distracted me from a lot of things. You know, whether you 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 let somebody in your circle or you let somebody in your circle of trust, those things it takes a lot. It takes bravery to do that. And when that trust gets betrayed, it, it really hurts. It rubs your heart the wrong way. And when we get hurt, we let darkness in. Darkness corrupts. But love fixes that. It conquers all. It is all. You just read in verse 13 of chapter 13, 1 Corinthians. Love is the greatest of all three. Hope and faith and love. But the greatest of those three is love. It's easier said, I know. But in order to, to wake up, you got to be shaken sometimes. And that's not by me. That's by the most high. I got to be shaken. I'm sharing something because I know there's many of you that's tuning in that probably needed to hear this just as much as I needed to say it. <laughs> and so on that note, family, the moral of this is put your thoughts in a good place. Focus on the things you know to be true. If you got good goals or you got goals you want to accomplish, all right, focus, all right? If you got somebody you care for, do the best you can. That's all you can do is be the best person you can be. While you're bettering yourself, at least you're taking a step in the right direction by being or trying to be a better person. Like the Bible say, let them be who they're going to be. Okay? And don't argue with nobody. Don't argue with nobody because that's going to really make you look bad. The reason why I say that is because people, we need to give ourselves a more of an account of what we're doing and not worry about what other people are doing. You know, it's hard just to, 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 to not point a finger. But what did you just read in Matthew chapter 23, verse seven? I mean, um, yeah. No. <laughs> Matthew chapter. Yeah, I read that right. What, what, what did you just get from that? Judge not and you would not be judged. If you do some judging, it's going to be done back to you. Right. So, man, 
keep that keep that off of you, man. If you as much as you can, and if you don't know a story, if you don't know the whole truth of something, don't be so quick to jump in on it or assume anything. Don't. That's what Ecclesiastes chapter twelve verse thirteen tells us, family. Get the whole story before you make any conclusions. It says that in Ecclesiastes chapter twelve verse thirteen. The only way I can do these scriptures is if I study them and then try to apply them. And sometimes people get mad at you just for knowing the scriptures, man. I, they think you're judging them. I ain't judging nobody. I'm nobody to judge. If I bring something up, it's because I want to bring it to somebody's attention. I, I'm speaking on behalf of my, my testimony. I'm speaking on behalf of what I use to get me through today. What I do may not be for you, but I don't mind sharing it. I definitely don't mind sharing it. So if anybody's offended by what I say because it rubs you the wrong way, maybe I'm hitting the spot that you need to have hit. Maybe that part in the scriptures where it says you need to look in the mirror to see the part of you that's not fully acknowledging all of you because I need to look in the mirror, too. And I'm going to leave it again on this note. Ecclesiastes 12, 13 says, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. Once again, God talks about our works. In the next verse, he says, For God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. So all you can do is control what you do and how you feel and tell the truth the best way you know how, based on what you know. Can't worry about what everybody else doing. Like Revelation said, let people be who they are. You know, on that note, family, we're going to end it. It's definitely not uh, our normal time. I consider this short, by the way. <laughs> but focus on your thoughts. Place your heart on things that you really care about. That's all that means. Place your thoughts where you want your emotions to be. There is where your heart is because your heart, your true tre treasure or focus is where your heart is also. All right. Um. That's what this particular podcast is for uh, expressing for you guys. If I didn't care, I wouldn't put it on here for you guys. This is some real down to earth stuff, man. So um, speak that good in your heart, man. Speak that good in your in your life. I mean, I go through a lot of times I'm mad. I'm upset with the creator. You know, I have my personal con uh, conversations with him and uh, whatnot. And, and, you know, but I have to pray and I have to be given patience. I don't have the patience. I'm working on it. Pray for these things if you ain't got them. It's OK not to be able to do all this shit. You're a human being for crying out loud. You know, the problem with us as humans is we got too much pride. And that's what it told us not to have in First Corinthians chapter 13. Verse four. Do not have pride. Do not be boastful. Do not envy. Do not be easily angered. And have some patience. And you can attribute that scripture with 2 Timothy chapter 3. I ain't got time to read it. But you guys could get where I'm picking up. Chapter 3 verse 7 says, We're always ever learning, but we're unable to come to the, the, to the knowledge of the truth. Second Thessalonians chapter two says we don't have no love for the truth. That's why we rather believe in a lie. And because we believe in lies instead of the truth and love, because we don't have no love for the truth. God sends a strong delusion that we will believe in the lie. 
Now, y'all take these words, look them up in your Bible and see what they mean to you. On that note, family, we're going to end it here. I'm your boy, J-Rated R. Stay tuned for the updates that we were given. Saturday, March 5th, we're definitely going to do Terminator Revelation. It's going to be talking about Satan and all these powers and movies and everything. So hopefully you guys really dig that. On that note, I'm out. You already know who it is, what it is, and why we do it. I'm your boy, J-Rated R, signing off, saying peace and namaste.